0: Hey everybody and welcome to the sunny 16 podcast and if i sound hesitant this is not the first time we've tried to start the show this evening but it's okay um i think we might have a show with some giggles in it so uh strap in and uh listen up uh first of all rach how are you doing
1: <laughs> oh oh sorry
0: <laughs>
1: okay I moving on giggle.
2: oh dear oh dear hang on uh, i'm here yes i'm back <laughs> do you know what just leave me in the corner with my cold tea it's okay. fine you come, back, you come back you come back
0: you come back when you've got your game face on and we'll say hi i'm on it
2: i'm on it you're on it
0: okay all right let's move over to uh the slightly less hysterical one i hope graham how are you doing
3: Ah, I'm, I'm slightly bemused. i not quite sure why Rachel's having a breakdown live on air, but at least it is live on air, so we all get to enjoy it at the same time. Um, I'm very much enjoying that. And yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Wade. It's lovely to be back here again for another week. And uh, um, I'm very much looking forward to this evening's show because it promises to just be um, a ramshackle chaos fest, which is a nice change from <laughs> last week's yeah, he, he, <laughs> Sensible Conversations. <it's... laughs>
0: A very nice change from our usual professional show. and uh, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, and we, we haven't got Michael here this week to keep us all on the straight and narrow. So, uh, mm, OK, well, I tell you what, it's not evening, though, for all of us, is it? So why don't you introduce our super special guest for the week?
3: Yes, I would like to say... I've- Thank you very much to our guests for getting up very early in the morning to do this because this is our first Antipodean guest on the show coming to us all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to the show, Matthew Joseph, known to his internet admirers as Photo Dude NZ. Nah. Get out of mate. Good <laughs> eye, Matthew.
0: Or, or as I used to think, you were called Photo Dudens.
3: <laughs> but...
0: No, it's Photo Dud. Photo Dud. Oh, Duddens. <laughs> photo Duddens. Dud. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
3: Yeah. listeners uh, long uh, long listening and sharp-eared listeners may remember hearing matthew's delightful um tones way way back and i can't remember what episode it was a long time ago no, it's, the past is a blur um where matthew did a fantastic little uh, shutter sound quiz for us um that quiz was one quite tricky because uh, we all did really badly. Uh, two highlighted one of the things that we definitely need to talk about this evening, Matthew, which is the fact that you have quite the collection of high-end cameras. It seems. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I, yeah, I like um, I like I like the good stuff. You like the good stuff. Okay. So yeah. well, let's 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 dig into you because uh, I know you do have uh, allegedly your own podcast, which is not dead. Um. <laughs> Even though it's taking a
2: long snooze.
3: According to
4: emulsive, according to emulsive, it's dead. But uh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I I did have my own podcast.
3: Okay, well, let's get a little bit of your background then, because you are you are, and, and I think currently although not for much longer, you are working in the photographic industry as well. But you are yes. a photographer, you do lots of street photography, you do lots of yeah. um, wide format photography, which I definitely want to talk about. Um, yeah. But let's get a bit of your background. What's the start of the Matthew Joseph story?
4: Well, oh, where do I start? The, um, I, think like, I think like a lot of people, I did uh, photography in high school. Um I did photography in high school and I absolutely hated it. It was it, it was just the way they presented it like it was more yeah, I can't even explain like put it this way the the photo that everyone was into that the someone in the class had done was a dude shirtless on the back of a horse.
3: <laughs> that's that's so New that Zealand. Was, it's not, no, that, oh, it's yeah, not okay, Vladimir
0: Putin, was, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: this this was Queensland. I I have look I lived all over the show so um yeah that was like the photo that everyone was really into and I was like no this is this is not for me. And um
2: we had like shopping I, I, trolleys in Tesco car park. I mean, you know <laughs>
4: See, that, I could have got into, I could have got into <laughs> some shopping trolleys. That would have been really awesome.
2: They didn't have and, like um, shirtless dudes on the back of horses in rugby when I was growing up. So maybe this was a particular cultural thing, I don't know, yeah. you know. Very There awesome.
4: were a lot of there are a lot of girls in the class and um I think that drove you know what people liked mm. in, in in the class. But yeah, I didn't didn't like photography and didn't pursue it. And uh, it wasn't really until I actually got a job for a wedding company that specialised in um, tourist weddings. And I got a job for them being what we called a multimedia operator. I used to uh, make make, uh, video CD-ROMs, you know, which existed before DVDs. And I got into photography. I actually got into video first. I was always kind of into video, like shooting with a video camera. But I felt that video and well, back then, this was the '90s. Uh, you know, video and stills photography were two completely separate things. And one day, I went to hire or borrow one of the one of works uh, video cameras, and they were all gone. there, there weren't any there, and. My boss said, yeah, "Why don't you take this?" And he handed me a Canon EOS kit, you know, with like a couple of kit lenses in it and a couple of rolls of Riala. And he said, "Shoot with this," and that was it. That was uh, the, the the moment where it where it began, and that was 1998
3: so what was it when you went out with that camera for that first time because you you are drawn to uh non-standard things i mean you're, you're not you're not a landscape photographer you your yeah. a lot of your work is um much more street photography based but yeah. you you have quite a uh, I, a distinctive approach to the to the things you want to shoot. You're looking for something different, and I think it, yeah. it reflects your personality a lot. So, what was the thing that, when you went out with this stills camera, that you found that you had been missing so completely when you were going through it, when you were studying it? Yeah, it
4: was. This is going to sound terrible, but it it was against what you guys have been talking about for the last few weeks. But it was the gear, like it it was the camera itself, like, you know, it was new and shiny and had a big had a big lens on it. And I could zoom in on things and get really close. And hey, look, my early photos are not good. Like there's a reason why there's no none of my photography from before. 2004 online it's just awful i just took photos of everything it didn't matter what it was i took i took it um so yeah that that day i took photos of waterfalls and letter boxes and landscape stuff um yeah i just, i snapped off two 36 rolls on the first day and um took them to kmart to get them developed. I lived near a Kmart and I waited for them in the shopping center for that longest hour of my life. I've never (laughs) had to wait so long for anything. And, um, yeah, saw the prints and that was it. That was, you know, love basically. That was where it all began.
3: And, did did this love of the gear is that what can we, we already mentioned the fact that you have a fairly fine collection of cameras. Was that the thing that initially just carried on driving the passion? Was it more about the gear than the images to begin with? Or or did it balance out fairly quickly? Oh, it, huh? It's it's
4: it's everything, you know, like I, I work for a wedding co- I worked for a wedding company. I was surrounded by photographers. Everyone had opinions on gear. Everyone had opinions on, you know, what was a good photo? And yeah, people around me, sort of, and you know, it's like anything. People who who surround you mould you uh, into what you like and what you do. So, you know, people were saying, you know, and I didn't own a camera. I um, I was moving away from uh, the Gold Coast uh, and needed. Uh, I didn't own a camera, so I had to. You know, work out what I was going to buy. Like, what am I going to buy? And some people are saying, you know, someone said to me, oh, buy Leica now. Like, buy it now. It'll be with you forever. People are saying, go Nikon, go Canon. Oh, you know, go just get a Pentax, just get a, a Minolta or whatever. And I was totally swamped and I just had to... So do all of the, the... above.
3: Oh, yeah. just, okay. You said yes to everyone and all yes of the to... above. <laughs>
4: I've never, I'm not really I I don't consider myself a camera collector. I don't have um, a lot of cameras, but the, cause I don't believe in owning stuff you don't use. So everything I've got, I use. There's a couple of exceptions for like you know, this, the special cameras that I've had a long time. So um, yeah, I just, if i if i feel like i'm not using it for a while i will sell it and yeah i've got a couple of cameras with who are getting ready to get onto the chopping block at the moment so
3: really you're actually getting Mm. rid of stuff this is always a fascinating thing for me i'm I'm impressed one of the things that i can't imagine you ever getting rid of um and it's a camera that i know aid you have been uh, hankering after for, well, since it's, it's, certainly we were wandering around London that one time is the Hasselblad X-Pan. Um, mm. <laughs> tempting, mm. always mm. tempting. Th- this is a camera that you use a lot. Um, yeah. and, um, and, and it seems to be part of, of what's, I don't know whether it's helped you find your voice or whether mm. your voice led you to this camera. Um yeah. Uh, what what was it that brought you to the x expand? Because it's such a a unique format. That what what is the correct ratio? Is it two to one? I can never remember these things. It's
4: it's um one, one to two point seven eight or
3: something like that. It's almost almost one to
1: three.
3: Mm. So it's it's uh, it's not an easy aspect ratio to work with, and also it's not a cheap camera to go. Well, I'm going to give this a go and see if this is for me. <laughs> um. Uh, what what led you to such wide format photography? Uh, well,
4: the ex yeah the first what did I? It, I just got progressively wider. Like I had a, um...
3: <laughs> I know the feeling <laughs> spreading.
4: Eh? You
2: either the your peanut butter. <laughs>
4: don't don't we all? I um I got progressively wider. I don't know what it was. Well, I, I actually I do kind of know what it was. I was getting conflicting information from two photographers I knew. Uh, one was saying to me, um, get closer to your subject. And another one was saying to me, get everything in. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I have to get closer to my subject. Okay, but I have to get everything in. And it, the only way it was going to work if I got, is if I got progressively wider and wider. So, you know, 20, 28 mil became 24 mil and 24 became 20 and no, next thing you know I'm you know looking at shooting with a, a 12 millimeter lens and a 15 millimeter lens <laughs> but um, the x-pan I remember I used to shoot uh, panoramas on my Canon little Canon digital camera and stitch them together and absolutely hated doing that because I'm a, I'm a lazy photographer and I saw this camera one night, would have been 1998, 1999 Hasselblad had this black f- sort of bl- very dark uh, flash based website for the X-Pan and they made it look so sexy and cool like <laughs> it was all dark and all the photos were like of skylines big city skylines at night so there was like New York and London and you know, it was all very there was sound on the page. I'm pretty sure, and they just made this thing look so sexy, and uh, I just went, "That's a that's a sexy looking camera." And then, <laughs> it and then it just it, it grew from there. Like when when I bought the X-Pan, I wasn't a great photographer. I'm probably still not a great photographer, but you know, uh, I never had used a rangefinder camera. You know, I'd never used a dedicated panorama camera, so you're absolutely right. When I got the Xpan, it it sort of fostered me, like it helped me grow as a photographer, you know, this looking looking through that viewfinder, trying to get everything in, trying to work with that weird aspect ratio. and yeah, it, it kind of, it worked for me on on many levels.
0: That's, that's a pretty tough aspect ratio to work with. I mean, that's that's um, uh, almost your your very wide cinema screen type thing. But that's with moving pictures, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, when I be when I shoot video and I, and and I, and sometimes I will uh, ed, edit to that kind of aspect ratio. You know, a two point two or a two Very rarely do I go up to the two point eight five, but. Yeah, you know, you're you're right up there. That that's some tricky tricky stuff because you you end up you you end up cutting a lot of stuff out of your composition, mm-hmm. even if you try and compose with it in mind, don't you? You lose so much stuff, and it and it's forced me into shooting with wider lenses. Um, because, yeah. you know, n- normally I'm the sort of person, I love my Bronica lens, which because it makes the things in the background look big, right, uh, instead of tiny. Uh, and mm-hmm. the, I, I like the way that looks as an aesthetic thing. Um, and yet when you're shooting with that kind of aspect ratio, you actually need the things in the background to be small, because otherwise you're just getting a very thin sliver of them. So if you want to show somebody with some buildings in the background you need a pretty wide angle lens because otherwise all you'll get is like one story of the buildings in the background you won't get any roofs or doors or anything mm. like that that's yeah. that's quite a challenging thing to compose for I would imagine
4: <clears throat> well you know the you, the viewfinders there like you just kind of <laughs> it sound, sounds a bit weird but you, you just look look through the viewfinder and 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 everything's it like it's composed like you compose it there like you're not cropping cropping to panorama afterwards is difficult but when you're looking through that hole at the scene it's it's easy you know your elements are there it's just it's more of a timing thing especially with um with street photography and inverted commas um you um You just got to wait for stuff, you know, like that, that's something I've had to, to teach myself even in the last couple of years, like just, just chill out, Matthew, just be patient, just, you know, like just wait, wait for the stuff to happen.
0: That's really that's really interesting because that because the the bit that I was saying, of course, is that I'm not a, I don't have a viewfinder with that kind of mm. aspect ratio. So this is yep. uh, at at that point, you know, shooting video, I'm I'm usually shooting natively sixteen by nine because that's what most cameras mm. will shoot, um, yep. and then so I'm having to imagine the the crop uh, and try and make sure when i'm composing that i'm lining i don't know let's say i've got a photo of a a a, a video sort of like family video of somebody in my family in the foreground i need to make sure that the background is kind of level with their head in the composition Mm. you know so because i know that i'm going to be tightening it up later but uh, and and that's hard and i don't always get it right by any stretch of the imagination but if you sit if you're seeing it natively I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that. That is that is a different thing then, isn't it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
4: And it's um but yeah, like after shooting with the X Pan for a lot, a lot for a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after shooting for after shooting with the X Pan for a while and then I got onto the Mamiya 7, it's like Oh my God! a foreground! I've got a foreground, like what do I do with this thing? you know like I, I had this new element, and I'm like, I've got to put stuff there. I've got to you know use negative space and yeah, just a people often talk about how similar the cameras are, but they're you know they're also very dissimilar as well
3: it's uh, one of the first things I remember seeing from you um. I mean, again, we're going back probably two years. Is work you were doing um, on Instax Mini? uh, We're going back quite a long time here, so my memory is very hazy about this. Um, But you do seem to be quite drawn, especially to cameras that uh, make you make choices about how you're shooting and framing and just generally making images, um, you know, whether it is the Xpan and um and i you know, I love the composition on the, on the pictures that you share you know there's some fantastic stuff that you could could never do with any other format um mm. and um and the instax is another thing which you know you're you're closing down so many options is this the thing that you're deliberately going out looking for okay what what's going to put creative barriers in front of me or is that a thing you're naturally drawn to or are these just things you pick up and go oh well, here's the thing i'm having fun with today what,
4: what Instax mini photos did you see?
3: Uh, I'm pretty. I, I could be going, I could be talking about <laughs> butt here. It, it was some time ago. Also, my internet connection, I think you were dying on its backside. Um, I, I think that might be someone else. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe. Well, theirs were really good. Sorry, guys. My my internet connection is really tanking on me here. I'm oh, really no, struggling no. to hear you guys.
2: Um,
3: no,
0: we'll you we'll guys... continue the conversation Are we without just you. We're tearing
2: you... out. Um, I was just reading through um, a little bit of what Matthew had written on his, on his website, um, and I particularly love the sentence: "There is a special place in hell for people who shoot regular sized <laughs> photos on this camera. <laughs> if you want to go uh, go buy an SLR, you heathens." So yeah, I, definitely passion <clears throat> there from you, Matthew. Is what I would is say. That, That's what I take. Is that mind. on the
4: is that on the X fan page?
2: that is on the x Pam page yes because oh, yeah. yeah. you're talking about the fact that that particular camera um obviously shoots in in different modes so you have yeah. um uh, obviously the widest and then you also have a regular 24 by 36 mode mm. and you yeah. can switch between the two but you were saying that there is also um the option to shoot as you would on a normal slr and that is where your wrath <laughs> became yeah. uh, became noticeable
4: <laughs> yeah well you know you got a you know, you got a camera that does it's it's the X Pan's a one trick pony. I mean, let's admit it, it. It it does that one thing really well. Um, and yeah, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna use it for what it's meant to be used for, then um yeah, you're gonna you're gonna cop a bit of flack from, from some you. dude on the internet. <laughs> 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 I've um uh, I got called once a rude elitist douche uh, for my opi- for that particular opinion wow. on Twitter.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> well, you know, Twitter's a good place to go if you want a little bit of uh insulting, you know. It's you know, fairly, yeah. fa- fairly if you hang around there long enough, I'm fairly sure somebody's going to say something bad about you at some point. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. And I've probably called people a lot worse to be honest.
0: <laughs> oh well, there you go then. It all evens. It all evens out in the end, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah,
4: but I'm trying. I I'm trying to live my life by the uh, hashtag shoot film be nice. Yay! I've
1: been, I've been
4: trying time. to. I've been trying to do that since uh, December, but and how's that? How's like that, that epi- going for you? <laughs> it's like that episode of Seinfeld. Um, you know, the Serenity. Now it's it's falling apart at the seams, to be honest. <laughs> It's not going to last.
0: So, so well, well uh, you know. I mean, this is this is a good therapeutic show, you know. So, uh, and uh, you know, it's taken us a while to get you on the show. So, is is there anything you'd like to rant about while you're here? Especially seeing as Graham's <laughs> router has just crashed. So, so it's going to be a few minutes uh, until he gets back. So, we we do have a bit of an angsty void. Uh, if you'd like to fill it oh, well. for a few minutes. Oh well,
4: yeah. You give me give me a subject, and I'll and I'll tell you how much I
0: hate it. <laughs> well I, I i i'll tell you what um the the uh, we, we've talked a little bit uh about the uh the x-pan uh which yeah. which yeah you know, is a camera i'd like to try but but have never tried but where i am yeah. closer to the experience is is in some of the 645 stuff so um I mean, you've got sections mm. on your website uh for the fuji 645 uh yes and, and other things so 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 when, when does that come out as a piece of kit what what, what do you use that for
4: that's that's a relatively new addition to the to the camera bag i i a shop i used to work in in christchurch a camera shop um shout out to photo and video international if they're listening (laughs) they're not they're not listening um (laughs) they might be um, quite a lot of people Um, listen to this show
0: you know
4: (laughs) in new zealand you get many kiwi listeners
0: uh yeah uh proportionally yeah uh, i th- I, okay. I think they're 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 no poorer <laughs> represented than uh other english-speaking nations who listen to us
4: okay fair enough um yeah we had a six four five on the second hand shelf in there and i used to look at it and play with it i never actually used it but um there was a couple of probably i don't know maybe three or four months ago i my beloved Mewtwo uh, died. Well, it didn't die. It it got that weird focusing problem that they seem to get eventually where it, it just it looks like it's focusing but it's not. And I was thinking I need to replace that camera because that's kind of like my pocket camera. And I wanted something wide, 35mm. It's doesn't really do it for me in some ways in terms of a, a format so i wanted a point and shoot something medium format something wide and started looking and i was looking at like the bronica uh rangefinder camera that they
0: oh, had yeah yeah
4: yeah it's oh that's a that's a hottie that one and um there's not many of yeah, them around actually is there either at least not yeah, that's here. it's it's a rare one. I reckon all those Bronica collectors have just got them sitting on their shelves. Just,
0: you know, yeah, maybe. occasionally
4: pouring them, you know, dusting them off,
1: <laughs> you
4: know, taking photos of them, putting them on Instagram and, and leaving it at that.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, so tell and, us how um, you, tell us how you feel about that. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: hey, look, if you
4: want, if you want likes and views, post a picture of a camera. Don't worry about your photography.
0: Right, yeah, post, true enough, true enough.
4: Post photos of your camera. And, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think I knew there was a wide version of the 645 available. I just didn't – I hadn't really made the connection. And started looking for one, bought it. And I think I've shot nearly – got to be 30 or 40 rolls of film in the last um three or four months with that camera it's just been my everyday carry i've just been shooting everything with it like street stuff i i shot a portrait with it one um <laughs> just weird stuff like i i got a weird obsession with with stuff on the side of the road, you know, like <laughs> people, oh, all <laughs> dead dingoes, etc. cetera. Oh, look, don't you worry. I've got a dead wombat in my flicker queue ready to go. <laughs> um,
3: fridge for a minute.
4: <laughs> the um, like, especially around this area, people, people just put their stuff. They don't want anymore on the side of the road. And, the council eventually comes and collects it, but you know, like you get piles of chairs and desks, and a, a, there's a lot of filing cabinets. There's a lot of retired professionals in this area, I think, and they just put their filing cabinets out, <laughs> and that's really interesting to me. So well, yeah, that's what a, I've been shooting.
2: A, I thought was, you were going to say it's somewhere for you to store all of your your negatives. To be fair, you know, <laughs> you could well, just actually, pick I've got a couple a, of those up, take them home. Oh,
4: don't Toy. even. Don't even talk about how I store my negatives. I'm. How do you I'm store your a, negatives,
2: Matthew? I'm really intrigued I, now.
4: <laughs> I roll them up and put them in plastic bags.
2: Plastic bags? Uh, not even in the like um, nah. what they came out of? No, nah, nah,
4: nothing. I am. Um, that's my broken leg activity. Like if we ever get a broken leg, that's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do.
2: <laughs> like if you're, like if you're in rear window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll
4: be definitely, I look, if I break my leg, I'll be definitely real, getting a
3: super long lens and hanging out in the, in the kitchen.
2: <laughs> Looking at the neighbor's Excellent. Yeah.
3: That, that Bronica, um, the Bronica wide 35 mil back, because that is something I've looked at a few times in the past. And as you guys were both saying, um, there's not that many of them around and they are not cheap to buy. And I suppose I've always looked at them and gone, "Ah, can I really justify this? Because, I mean, it is just like I could just get the same thing by cropping down. I mean, you say you've shot like 30 rolls through it. Is it worth the money that they're going for now? I don't have a bronica back. Sorry. You... No, what? Oh, God yeah, I, I, Graham, I think we were, about... about... we're
2: interview in today. I think you were...
3: <laughs> I, I was gone. I literally came back in. I came back in halfway through and I heard you talking about this back and these things So
0: folks, what's we're actually happened Mojo, here, Graham. Yeah, what's actually happened here is that Graham sadly has passed. And um, what we've done is we've taken old snippets from different shows to just try and stitch it back in because we're missing him so much. <laughs> you've made
4: an you've made an
0: AI of Graham. <laughs>
2: Oh my god can you imagine yeah. the upkeep on yes. that
0: An almost Jeremy, yes 2. The, where the a is it stands for almost <laughs>
3: <laughs> so okay well what you have to film in what camera back what camera were you talking about <laughs> the fuji F- fuji ga 645
4: oh, fuji w boy. god damn yeah. it
3: i heard 645 because my internet crashed
4: yay we were talking we were talking about the um bronica rangefinder
3: Oh, well, I only caught the tail end of it. Uh, <laughs>
2: Smoosh the two together, and that's what we came out with.
3: Yeah, sorry, uh, listeners. I blame uh, me <laughs> and my <laughs> internet. Um, all right, well, I mean, given your love of uh, wide format photography, yeah. have you ever shot with the 35mm wide back for the Veronica, which is the thing that I care about? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Well, I'm not even sure. Veronica what
4: shooters. Bronica shooters are very special people. I've found over the years.
3: <laughs> oh, this, this should be good, shouldn't they? Carry on. There's yeah. <laughs> the mute button for Matthew.
4: <laughs> no, I know you two. Uh, you two love your. Have you got a Bronica, Rach? Have
1: you? I don't. You a, no, no, I don't. Okay. All right. Um, the,
2: the, that's the, good. The, the two of them have been extolling <laughs> the virtues of it over over many many months um, mm. to me. But no. Um, however, I can't talk because my Hasselblad blab. Back is still in pieces, so uh, oh. I've not even managed to get mine out to shoot with. So uh, you've yeah, to, um, you've
4: got to talk to Craig. Remember that I included you in a conversation on Twitter. The so my mate who's fixing his back.
2: That's right. You did. Yes, thank he you. Fixed his. Yeah. He, got, he
4: did it. He, yes. He bought parts from Hasselblad and and fixed it.
2: Did he really? From from yeah. them themselves? All oh, right. Okay. Oh, Fantastic. from
4: the from the distributor.
2: Yeah. That's that's awesome. I'm really pleased to hear that his his is actually fixed. He's managed to get that done. And h- how many months did it take him? Oh
4: no, it was it was a couple of weeks. I'm oh, crap. i think.
2: <laughs> okay, I have some. Catch- Sorry,
4: I'll talk <laughs> him in I'll talk him into fixing yours.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much, Matthew. <laughs> I'm so glad that you came on the show. This is uh, worked out great <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> um... And Jeremy 2.0. And uh, yeah, we're away. <laughs> <sighs>
4: But, you know bronica bronica people are are special i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just you know they've found their niche because um, you know most people would go for the a lot of people would go for the high end stuff like a hasselblad or something but i can i can
0: see the appeal of of bronica i don't, uh, I don't, I don't that's interesting you say that cuz i i've never really Felt any affinity for a Hasselblad? I've never wanted a yeah. Hasselblad. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You know, for for one thing, I I I'm I'm not a massive fan of uh square format. I prefer to have something yeah. that's a little bit more rectangular, and so actually having a six four five camera actually mm. is a good way of of not wasting too much film. And oh, are you? and And at UK prices, uh, the pricing is very very different. Um, mm. although the Bronica, like all film cameras, the Bronicas have gone up in price again now, but, um, mm. you know, uh, you can, you can afford to play a numbers game in, on mm. eBay in the UK. You can afford to put in, um, pretty low ball bids. Um, <laughs> and what, what I've referred to, well, I mean, I've, I've talked about this on the show. I got my Bronica through what I would refer to as a piss take bid on eBay. <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, uh, you know, and I and I bid on several, and I lost several, and then one day I bid on one that nobody else bid on, uh, uh, and I, I got know. and I got a really nice kit cheap. But the the other thing is is that I I always prefer to shoot with some sort of automatic exposure, so that yo know, I I have yep. an aperture priority finder for the Bronica, which uh, I I don't I think you might be able to get one of those for the Hasselblad, but I think they're mm. they're a bit rarer because Hasselblads mm. are often studio cameras, whereas yeah. Bronicas yep. were often wedding cameras yeah so uh yeah it's uh, but it's yeah it's not the only camera for me but i do love it when i get it out occasionally
4: <laughs> yeah no you what you said square format is is boring it's a bit i think instagram has killed the square format that's just my opinion.
0: Ooh, ooh!
4: Other
1: yeah. people take it. revived. Many.
0: listeners, right in, um, right in with your opinions, listeners. Yes. Right into <laughs> <What>? photo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: actually, Sunny sixteen podcast. No, Com. No, no. I actually enjoyed the What's challenge about? of shooting a landscape with the square format because. Yeah. Um, Actually, when we had our cheap shots challenge and we were doing that, seeing lots of people who actually done landscape, but either with a half frame camera or they would shot landscape as a portrait or that kind of thing, Um, it kind of actually made those sort of things that that little bit more interesting and sort of actually shooting a landscape with a square format had a similar feel to me you know it was like oh actually it's not what you would usually get so in the same way that you know with your Hasselblad x-pan being super wide it's it's really cool to like try and change it up slightly um Mm -hmm. I think you know, if you're shooting something that wouldn't normally be shot in a square format or in a particularly wide format, and you use that to artistic effect, I think that can be quite interesting. Yeah, no,
4: absolutely. And the square format was designed to be cropped, like that was mm-hmm.
2: its—that
4: was why it existed. You know,
2: wedding so you photographers and, either way. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah, wedding photographers would crop. Uh, could crop a photo vertically or horizontally. It just yeah. that's what they could have done.
0: It's,
1: a, it's a, <laughs> that's,
3: a, that's a large story. It? It, oh. I tell
0: you what. I, I, well, well, while a, while a gap in the conversation. I have a confession to make around the last the last round of the cheap shots challenge because it didn't occur to me once that I, yeah, with landscape as the thing, then I should be shooting a, a wide or panoramic view. I was just like, I've got to go and shoot some landscape. Not that it needed to be landscape, if that makes sense.
4: I think they're not mutually. I think they're not mutually exclusive. You can, you can have a vert a vertical landscape photo, surely.
0: Well, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> we, we had several entries that were vertical landscape entries,
0: didn't yeah. we? uh yeah we did yes yes but there was a lot of talk in that particular show about people having thought it through and I guess my confession is that I didn't think it <laughs> at <didn't>. all <laughs> although ah. given that I'm shooting with a 110 camera um uh, actually yeah you know, the the you can't really crop that down much because all you'll get is grain <laughs> there won't be a, there won't be any actual content to the photo at all there'd just be some grain if you crop a 110
4: you end up with nothing come on
0: pretty much yeah pretty much <laughs>
3: It was beautiful grain though, lovely, smooshy mess. I believe it <laughs> beat. It I believe
0: it beat yours. Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I blame again everybody except for me. Um, yeah, it's uh, cropping down Project those. brain. Tiny ones is, yeah, it's not going to work well. Um, I'm going to go three for three here. Uh, Matthew, you're a big fan of large format as well, aren't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I would just like to make it clear. No. Um, oh. Dig- Actually as a as Let a massive snob, as a massive snob, I'm surprised you, you don't seem to have got into large format yet, because that definitely seems like the kind of moral high ground uh photography wise that you would want to take so you can look down at the plebes shooting in the smaller formats. <laughs> Thank
4: you for the massive snob <laughs> compliment, first of all. Um I've dabbled, I've dabbled with large format, but only only a pinhole camera. Mm-hmm. Um I have I've got the chops. I, I developed my own large format in the darkroom in trays, you know, shuffling those slippery little suckers through the chemistry. And That is definitely
2: the I, only way to think of them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They're very annoying. <laughs>
4: so that, that was a reference for all the Australian listeners. Um, <laughs> and um, the, yeah, I, I've had, I know large format shooters and I know how much fun they have, but I have had bad experience. I had a bad experience shooting with a large format photographer. Um, just, just taking, you know, it takes like what, 15, 20 minutes or something to set up mm-hmm. the camera. Mm-hmm. And then he wouldn't take the photo because of, you know, Oh, you know, I don't need another photo of that. And I'm like, what are you what are you doing? Just <laughs> take the photo. Like just just take it. Like just get get your 35 mm camera and and take it with that. Like you know, just just take something
1: Or
0: your phone. And then you have to
4: <laughs> yeah, well, this was this was um this was the early 2000s, so All I don't right. phones phones didn't have c- cameras at that point. But you know, like just just take something.
2: Just your photographic re- education seems very frustrating. Like this was all <laughs> part of that process, right? Around the same sort of time as the like, like dude on the back of the horse. Then you've brother. got a large format camera photographer yeah. who's not shoot actually yeah. shooting anything. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. And then wow. this guy this guy, I'd said to him, Oh, you know, I'm I'm interested in getting this camera called an X Pan, you know, have you heard of it? And he's like, Oh, no, no, I never heard of it and Um, A little while later, we went out shooting again, and um, he's setting up his large format camera again, and it's taking forever. And he's like, no, I'm not going to take this photo. And then he goes to his car, and he pulls out an (laughs) X-Pan that he he hadn't heard of previously (laughs) and and knew that I wanted (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, it wasn't your X-Pan then.
4: No, it wasn't mine. Oh. <laughs> no, it was his. I hadn't bought one at that point, and yeah, he pulled out this X-Pan, and I'm like, yeah, the the words that came out of my mouth, um, you, uh, Ooh, I'm, I'm, nice I can't camera. say right now.
0: <laughs> well, let's t- let's take you to a happier place then, right? Because, and 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 me actually, because uh, yeah, t- t- tell me uh, about making a book every year of of, of your photo ah. adventures. Um, making a book every year. That was,
4: uh, that book has been described as many different things. Someone's, it's been called a zine in the past by some people. Uh, it's been called a, uh, newsletter and it's been called a showing off book. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, that just family a thing. You've like, called it that. That is a, definitely a member <laughs> of your family has called it that. <laughs> Showing off book.
4: Um, it's just a. It's just a process that I like. I um. You know, like uh, using. I've been a big fan of Blurb for years, the f- photo book yeah. company Blurb, and um. Yeah, I've always enjoyed the 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 process of making and designing books uh selling books is a different thing altogether um and just making the book every year it's a it's a weird thing
2: uh what about the process of curating the images of from the bank of images that you've shot that you've curated and created during the space of that year how do you find that process? Is that a pleasurable thing or do you find that really frustrating? Or
4: <laughs> It's, um, I get, I get, um, I can't even think, oh, sorry, it's very early here. My brain's not quite That's working okay. yet.
2: It's um, I find that part of it really difficult. Like, oh, I yeah. love the going out and shooting, I love the processing, I hate the scanning, and I yeah. really hate actually trying to um, decide on which images to use. Or uh, I've, what I find very difficult is trying to find a particular story or theme that would run through that means that it makes sense to put them together yeah. as a collection. Um, some yeah. people seem to really love that, um, and I just wonder which side of the coin you sat with that.
4: Yeah, look, I get – see, normally every year I – have I struggle to actually fill the book? Um, I usually I usually get to about this time of the year, and I'm thinking I haven't shot anything. You know, it's winter here. I you know I'm an indoor cat. I don't like cold. Um, <laughs> so I usually have very little, very few photos from the second part of the year, and I have a little panic, and I go. I've got to shoot something. I've got to shoot something for the book um, now, basically, and you know, just go off and and start taking photos just randomly, just to have something in the book. Um, the the book itself, I don't even I couldn't even tell you how it started. I just wanted something to give to f- uh, family and friends at Christmas time, just a uh, a gift, a you know, something something very personal, something, um, you know, about me, you know, and about Amber and, you know, photo, you know, there's nothing much more personal than, you know, photos that you've taken and, um, yeah. And the smart ass comments that (laughs) I (laughs) slot in underneath, um, you know, that's just icing on the cake really.
3: I do enjoy the smart ass comments very much. That's probably one of my favorite things about the books is, is the, uh, random asides, um, <laughs> about what what had been happening when you took that photo or perhaps the pancakes yeah. that you ate on the way to yeah. or from yeah. the place you went to take that picture or whatever it may be. Yeah. The, the pictures yeah. that at least in the, the, um, the zine book showing off compendium that you sent over here. Um, yeah. They did feel um, th- th- this is not something you're using as a venue to show off uh, your tread um... carefully. No, no, say, well, it, it, it's not. No. It, it's not like oh, uh, stomp, this is my stomp pan work. Yeah, it, 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 they, it seems to be. You're more well, yeah, you're more personal and and also just more. It, it feels um, it feels very i don't want to say family or is it because it's not family but yeah you know, they are more snapshotty in the one you took mm. with, as opposed to like the clearly more methodically thought out and slow down work that you're doing with the mm. x-pan where you are having I mean, to okay. stop and really think about the frame and stuff like that um it, it's, is, a bit is that of, bit it's a of bit the, of everything yeah
4: it's a bit of everything like i'm gonna put you know stuff in there that I like, obviously. And then there's photos in there that have been popular. Crowd pleasers.
2: The crowd pleasers.
4: Yeah. Pleases. Crowd pleasers and the greatest um,
2: hits of the yeah. year. Yeah.
4: Greatest hits. Two thousand and eighteen greatest hits coming soon. Um <laughs> and it's yeah, just a just a cross everything, you know, just personal stuff. Um, you know, there's photos in there I've shot on my phone. There's film cameras there's digital cameras there's everything
3: there's clearly a lot that you enjoy about photography you enjoy the gear you enjoy all the different formats you mm-hmm. enjoy all the different ways you go out and shoot apart from perhaps pinhole instant large format and all the other ones i may have <laughs> missed whilst i was off air that you definitely didn't uh, yeah, instant, which I claimed. I'm I'm. I'm going to stick with the fact that you definitely did take pictures. You just don't remember it. You've had a, some sort of mental aphasia. and That's why oh, you're yeah. not me. Um, no, definitely. So I have a question for you, which seems yeah. fairly relevant. Why yeah. are you moving away from taking pictures and instead moving to watercolours?
4: Um,
3: and it's... how are you going to get all the pictures you need for this year's book if you're moving to watercolours? Because you bear paint real fast, bro. <laughs>
4: I've, um, okay, first question, watercolour. It, it It's an enjoyable process. It's relaxing. It's, you know, it engages my creative side. Like, you know, sketching and drawing engages my creative side. I can, <clears throat> I, I've only been at it for a couple of months. I've never really drawn or sketched since high school. Um, it's fun. I'm doing it from, sorry, I'm going <coughs> to cough, cough a bit. Um, yeah, I'm drawing from my own photos, like watercolors and stuff of landscapes and flowers and, you know, boring stuff is, is boring to me. I, but the more urban stuff, which is the style that I shoot uh, I really enjoy painting, you know, like it's still relatively new for me. So I'm, I'm probably not good at describing it, but you know, I, I, I draw, I'm, I'm not tracing like a lot of people trace uh, their screens or print out, um, print out their photos and, and go over the top. But I'm, that's why mine are always a bit wonky <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> I'm drawing from the iPad basically, and uh, colour, and then you know once I get it looking kind of how I want it, I I'm I'm basically colouring in. So, you know, it's it's like the colouring in book f- fad. It you know it's it's is actually relaxing, like just applying colour how I want it and on on the page
3: why is it though that this this new interest has moved you to actively state that you're moving away at least for some time from photography i mean i think the listeners and and us all here are clearly getting that you're um quite strong-minded in decisions and opinions you may take on certain (laughs) everythings um so, so i can perhaps see a way that this might happen but is it just because you really want to concentrate on this one thing, or or is it that yeah. you feel that you actually need to step away from photography for a while?
4: Yeah, yeah well, I've been involved in photography basically for half of my life, for twenty years. Um, it's It has taken up a lot of my time, and it's it's been my work. It's been you know my hobby. And it, you know, like you having a break from it is also because I need to concentrate on me as a person. Like I need to find a new job. I want to improve myself. Uh, you know, like I need, I want to do a course or something. Um, yeah, I need to find, get a job, do a course and you know, exercise my brain. Um, and yeah, just try, give something new a go.
3: We saw with your, um, cheap shots entries the last couple of rounds that you, uh, like to do different stuff or you certainly were experimenting with doing different things. Have mm. you found that because of all the years that you've been out there enjoying and working in photography, um, and photography related things that uh, the creative aspect of it has been that you've been getting, um, find it hard to find things that were engaging you um, w- w- hence pushing out with the the merging and stuff like that
4: yeah it's uh, I did the the merging was for <laughs> was for you guys <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> pushing the pushing the boundaries of um, uh, the competition rules a little bit you yeah, know just I like to see what I can get away with um, creatively I've had my I've had my ruts and I and once again we're going against the theme of the last few episodes uh the best way for me to get out of a rut is to buy a new camera <laughs>
0: <laughs> that can work that could work or you know
4: a new lens or a new bit of gear or um you know just sometimes you just need a push like you know you you just need you know you're sitting in a hole or something and you you just need a little hand to get out just to climb out you know maybe it's a new a new kind of film or maybe it's uh you know painting or uh, making a podcast that was that was a something i wanted to do a few years ago and yeah sometimes you just got to try new things
3: i know you've not been doing it for very long um but are you finding that the painting is changing the way that you're looking at the images that you're working from can you see there being sort of a feedback loop from this that actually by going through the process of, of painting these images and perhaps in the future just painting without having the photographs you're just going out and finding things and painting it will actually affect the way that you're looking and shooting things
4: yeah well i guess i'm you know i can go as wide as i want when i <laughs> <laughs> when, I've, when I don't have a camera in front of me when I, you know when I'm not working from a photo, uh, you know there are groups of people who go out there and, and draw and watercolor and sketch buildings together. there is a group called um, Urban Sketches. They seem to be a bit more active in Europe and the UK. Um, uh, this seems to be some small groups out here. Uh, yeah, and they do exactly that. They go out and um, draw live, basically, and that's something that I want to get to. I've bought some little watercolour pads to to do that, and um, yeah, that's that's going to be the next stage. Going out there and drawing, and with people watching me, judging me, <laughs> looking over <out laughs> my <laughs> shoulder.
2: You know, there's a new sort of craze or, or trend for that at weddings, actually, where people will hire an illustrator and um, they will literally draw or create a watercolour at a wedding instead of maybe a photo.
3: This could well, go full circle for you. You could be, end up back in the wedding business. Exactly. The wedding watercolourist, that's fantastic. There you go. So, despite just... the fact that you're you're stepping back uh, at least temporarily um, hmm. until until the next bit of gear catches your eye and you go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you have very kindly volunteered to take on the care, the much needed care, of our Flickr group. Um, yeah. What what are the plans? Because it's it's languished quite. Sadly, since um, neither Aidan nor I have been terribly active, and not you're not even on Flickr, are right, you, Rach? I'm
2: afraid not. No.
3: no, so we're quite bad. So, what? Oh, she's on there. She just doesn't use it.
2: <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Am I on there? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, Maybe that when, was uh, when
2: I was, you know, undergoing the uh, rigorous interview part of Are you going to be a co-host for Sunny 16? And I was like, Oh, I best set up a Flickr account. <laughs> I don't <laughs> sure remember there being a... an
0: interview. <laughs> What was that, sorry? I don't remember there being an interview bit. Of-
2: yeah, you rang me up. We you, you gave me an interview. I was stood in my kitchen. I was very scared. I, I had to get myself coffee and sit down. Do you not remember this?
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't crowbar your
3: way into the podcast? It?
2: Uh, I had a slightly different approach. So, yeah.
3: So, so, what are your plans, Matthew? What, what can people? Because I know we've got a lot of people who listen, who do use Flickr far, far hmm. more than uh, any of us three do. What, what can people hope to see, uh, why should they actually get onto the um, Twenty Sixteen Flickr group?
4: Oh, I don't have to do much to improve it, do I? it's just engaging. It'll just be engaging the community. I mean, you know, uh, there are plenty of us die hard, die hard. Flickr users still out there. Um, yeah, it'll just be a case of, you know, having little, not contests, but, you know, share your share your most recent photos. Um, you know, maybe you have a guest on and we, you know, people can shoot or share their pictures in a thread of, you know, similar styles or formats to who was on the show. Um, there'll be the you know the cheap shots challenge threads as well. You know people put in their photos that they're gonna that they'll also have to enter via email um, on on the threads and yeah just just general community engagement. I think just you know see see who's who's on there and and willing to 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 talk.
3: It sounds good. Uh, the, the Flickr groups um, do offer a better place to have conversation threads than either Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook do um, when they're used, because you can you you can start a discussion on there, and it's very easy to keep it all together and in one place, and um, and especially for people like myself and Aid who uh, hate Facebook. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's a far more Amen. appealing alternative, um, and it's been one of those things that for a long time I thought I'd be really nice if we could, you know, get something up on there for you know the each episode that comes out, so people can go and talk about it. And as you said, I think the idea of um, sharing photographs that people have taken are, are relevant to things that we've spoken about will be fantastic. Whether it's the, the gear we've talked about, the style, or the, you know, whatever it may be, I think that'd be really cool.
1: Yeah,
3: and Flickr people are heaps better
4: than Instagram people and and Twitter people just generally. Send your uh, opinions to sunny16podcast at gmail.com.
0: Well, I think you're
4: probably right.
0: <laughs> oh, Flickr.
4: Flickr, back in the day, it, it was amazing. Like, you know, people were friendly, um, you know, like I made a lot of friends. On Flickr, and I also lost a lot of friends on Flickr. Um, You know, people it brought people together, like in real life. You know, group, you know, the different photography groups, especially here in Melbourne. There was the Melbourne Flickr group met once a month. It was just a done deal. Uh, And you know, the film there was a film Flickr group I was involved as uh, I'm still involved with year called the Melbourne silver mine and we're all film shooters, and we even had group exhibitions together for a number of years.
0: Mm. Well, uh, see, the, I, I, yeah, oh, that sounds good. Let's get some more of that. Yeah. So there, the, there you go. There's yeah. your, there's your target. Then let's get some of that from the sunny Sixteen Flickr group. <laughs> a group exhibition. Well, In you Melbourne.
3: know, you, you know, they got a competition. <laughs> is... yeah,
0: we can we could have a cross continental, uh, uh, three continents. <laughs> any yeah. three continents In- of your choice
3: <laughs> incontinence <laughs> well you, you know the competition has already been, the, the bar has been set high because Eric is doing such a cracking job on Instagram we talked about this before we recorded um, but Eric really has been doing a great job of one sharing uh, posts about the podcast actually when they go out as opposed to a few days after they may have gone out which is what I was doing um, and also Eric is doing this great thing where he is featuring the work of people in the community uh, and to get um, a chance to be featured when he does the stories. I think he's doing them pretty much every day, certainly with great frequency. Uh, just make sure you tag your pictures um, with the hashtag Sunny16Podcast. I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm pretty sure that's right. Hashtag them the Sunny16Podcast. And Eric's going through and he's, and he's picking out ones to be featured. And um, I've seen lots of great people's work on there the last few days. Uh, so it's really nice to see them being well used because yeah we've not been very good at that. So um I'm I'm looking forward to this competitive element that's going to spring up between uh you and Eric now. Um, may the, may the best man win, Matthew. It doesn't all have
0: to be competitive. Yes it does <laughs> No it, it. doesn't. Oh, it no it doesn't right. Okay, it's clearly time for it a break does, then, isn't it? It's clearly <laughs> time for a break because it just gets into the the silly bit now. <laughs> So we'll have a quick break and then we'll come back with uh, some slightly less nonsensical nonsense. And we are back and uh well we've got some news we've got some shout outs to some friends who've got some stuff coming out we've got some listener emails oh there's quite a lot going on um let's have a look back first uh, i tell you what i suspect this is graham let put this in the show notes something about analog wonderland graham
3: yes uh our friends over at analog wonderland and um, paul in particular got into this, oh can you mention about the new thing uh, that they're doing which is analog wonder points not to be confused with Analog Wonderpants, which I think they're doing later in the year, <laughs> Analog Wonder Points are a new um, points earning thing that they are doing whereby um, buying stuff from them and um, uh, sharing things on Instagram and on Twitter and all that kind of thing. There's various things that you can do to earn points. At analog wonderland uh you can earn your wonder points which you can then use to uh, buy stuff with in the future spend those um on rewards and stuff um there it, the best thing to do is go to uh analog wonderland you'll find the news on the analog wonder points uh front and center there because um this is like a, an ea game launch and the um, rewards is <laughs> convoluted and there's lots of ways it, it is um sort of Carefully purified capitalism at work here. Um, but there's loads of ways, and the more you get involved with it, the more you can benefit from it, obviously, as is always the case with these things. But it's, it's just a cool, fun thing to do. They've got three tiers. Um, I think, if I'm understanding it correctly, the tier you're in depends on how much you spent at Analog Wonderland in the last 12 months. And seeing as Analog Wonderland has not been going 12 months yet, I guess we're all going to be in the point and shoot category. Um, I don't know whether I agree with that. So the hierarchy is point and shoot, then SLR and then field camera. So obviously Mm -hmm. um, they're making statements (laughs) about uh, the the, the social cast going on there. Um, (laughs) But as you move up this, you can can earn special gifts um, and uh, opportunity to feedback on new products and even at the highest level membership to an exclusive Facebook group. And I'm out. Um, but there are good things that you can be involved in <laughs> yeah. as well. As, 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 as that, well, right. as
0: well, yeah.
3: As well oh. as that, yeah. So, um... so it's
4: like Scientology.
3: <laughs> I think it's a lot like Scientology. It's a lot like The Secret. Um, if you just envisage what you want, you'll, you'll achieve it. Um, but no, it's a really cool thing. Obviously. And um, got, it's one of these win-win, you know, just the more you enjoy buying stuff from there, the more you potentially can benefit from it. And um, you can get points for referring friends and uh, sharing stuff for Analog Wonderland on Twitter and on Facebook and stuff like that. And reviewing products as well. Uh, so loads of stuff to do there. Just a cool new thing going on there and, and i think i saw recently um they're doing stuff with revlog as well i think revlog is one of the um more recent additions to what's going on there oh I might be wrong revlog might have already been on there but anyway i saw an article about the revlog stuff there recently and it looked really cool revlog do some funky films so yeah that's what's going on with the analog Wonderpants and wonder points i think what might happen is that once you've earned enough points or once you've earned enough wonder points you'll win some Wonderpants. let's hope so <laughs> Or um, well,
4: you get, yeah, you get to find out about um, galactic confederacy leader Xenu at the end.
3: Yes, yeah, exactly. Earn enough points, and you'll become—I uh, don't know what—an eleventh level, <laughs> whatever it is, and uh, learn about Zenu. All of these things at Analog Wonderland. You're welcome, Paul. <laughs> well, I'm well, sure Paul's yes.
2: very I, happy about Paul, that. Paul's
0: going to be really happy that you've clarified that for all our listeners. <laughs> They don't sell to the. They don't sell to
4: Australia.
3: I don't care. <laughs> they're not. They're, they're shipping to the states. It's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. And They need to get those special contracts. upside down boxes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, moving on. Moving on. Let's bring it. Back. Let's. Uh, let, let's. Let's get to the. Let's get to the next one, shall we? So I want to give a shout out to uh, another friend of the show, Killian. Um, Because, Killian, I think it's, if I've got this right and understood properly, uh, the Let's Explore magazine number two, the Perseverance issue, is now actually available to buy. Woo! Woo. And I I was having a look at it on the the Let's Explore magazine.com website earlier on, and it looks awesome. The, The photo on the front of it is just amazing. It's like a tall ship in front of some icebergs and uh that is that that's that's a pretty pretty awesome photo i i have no idea of the story behind that at this point in time um but some of the spread yeah on the on the stock sto, excuse me on the storefront there you can see some of the uh the spreads thumbnails of the spreads in the magazine and it looks to be some pretty cool stuff there so um go check that out let's explore magazine.com and uh you know i think um yeah you know, the the more we can get killian to do even though it, it it's pretty hard work for him he does bite off a little bit more than he could chew but uh yeah last one that i got uh certainly it was worth it so i'm looking forward to getting this one as well go check it out folks
3: yeah it looks stunning it looks so beautiful i mean it's 25 euros for a, a, the um magazine and it's one of those things where we cannot make this clean when we call this a magazine uh this is a thick beautifully produced book um and the images and the words are fantastic. And I know a number of people picked up copies of the last uh, issue after they had Killing on the show. And we had nothing but good things from the people who got it. So please do check that out because they, they are a lovely thing.
0: Yes, they are. I, I very much enjoyed mine. And uh, I haven't quite got around to ordering this one yet because I only found out about it today and I haven't had a chance to order it yet. But <laughs> I will be signing up. I will be signing up. Right, okay. Uh, next up then, uh, another... We're we we're a bit of a, uh, a classified ads this week. Um, we now need to talk about Emulsive Secret Santa.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, the, the particular thing we want to talk about with the Emulsive Secret Santa uh, is the thing of the um good causes nominations uh listeners who've listened to the show where we had um m and iceland on uh, will have heard all about this but the time is running out on this i think you have until the end of the month to get your nominations in and this is really important um we talked to michael rasso last week about all the work that the fpp has been doing with the school donations project helping groups um who Struggle with access to equipment to provide education for children, so people you know can benefit from learning from this stuff. And this is something else that can be used to help people bring film photography to people who might not have access to it otherwise. Um, just to very quickly reiterate what's happening with it the sponsors of which there are many and varied, and um, there'll be a link in the show. Uh, in the show notes to a list of everybody who's involved on the sponsorship side, but there's an incredible list of people. Um, it's far too many to list here. Those people, those sponsors are donating gifts, which will go to the chosen good causes. Uh, and these good causes could be groups or individuals who are working to bring analog photography to people. Um, in, you know, there's no set, way it's being done you know, we want you to nominate people who you think are out there doing this and who would benefit from getting equipment um in various forms uh, to make the most of it um so get your nominations in um if you go to immersive.org and search secret santa um you'll find all that stuff there i said you have until the end of this month don't miss out on your opportunity to nominate a, a group or an individual that you think would benefit from this um yeah, I know it's often easier to do these things when we're thinking about it for ourselves, but, uh, you know, it's going to be a really good stash of stuff and um, it'd be really nice to see it going to a good home. So please do get involved with that, people
0: yeah absolutely i was uh, swapping a few messages with M myself today just just chatting a bit and and he said um you know it'd be great to get as many of these as possible and it is a really good opportunity to to help somebody out so yeah get 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 there get there and do it is, is the message there. um okay all right so i
2: think um,
0: oh sorry yeah, right No.
2: i was, It's fine. It's fine. I was going to say it leads us actually quite nicely on to the last um, uh, thing of this sort of industry news and things happening. Um, Em is also one of the ambassadors for the RPS uh, 100 Heroines um, uh, nominations and campaign that's been happening recently. And I just wanted to very quickly mention as well that the nominations for that close next Friday. So because obviously um, with our um uh, sunny 16 coming out on a thursday usually it would probably be quite close to the date i'll probably mention it again next week but it's worth uh, worth noting now i think as the nominations close on the 28th of september so um if there's any other uh female photographers that you want to nominate as part of the rps 100 heroines um campaign then go to rps.org 100 heroines and uh, nominate them there or on uh, Twitter or Instagram as well. You can tag them in, so uh, that'd be great.
0: All right, good stuff. Yes, I I didn't realize the closing dates were coming up for that one as well. Mm. It's a busy time, busy time of year at the moment. It is, is. but that's going to be, yeah, that'd be a good one. I'm looking forward to seeing you know, and you know, actually, the the biggest thing I'm looking forward to, which I, I suspect is part of the reason they do it is is exploring the work uh, of of the people that get nominated um and uh yeah to understand uh, yeah a little a bit, little bit more about it so that that'd be that'd be really cool as well okay is there, uh, while we're on the subject of uh, parish notices matthew have you got anything you'd like to give a shout out to
4: oh um <clears throat> sorry i thought i was listening to the podcast then i do that all the time <laughs> mate don't I thought, worry about it <laughs> i'm waiting for I was waiting for Rocha to chime in, you
0: know. Oh, the little secret we don't. Rach doesn't. Yeah, Rach doesn't play that live, sadly.
2: (laughs) Every (laughs) week, without fail, with the whole band.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're like the Jonathan Ross show.
3: One thing. was i don't know sorry just very quick before you do matthew do you have a quick thing hey did you mention yeah. last week uh, you might not have done because of timing that you were actually on another podcast last week did you mention that on the show uh yeah. i don't think you
0: did, did it, i, I know did. i remember yeah, talking about it but whether it was on the bit that we publish or that was just in between takes as it were um yeah well yeah no i, I, I heard I, I about I, it i, 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 I d- listen <laughs> <laughs> do you listen to the other show though Matthew? <laughs> oh yeah i was good it was good fun actually i was a guest on uh the classic lenses podcast uh with simon and johnny and carl and um I, I think they thought I was a little bit disruptive I was trying to be nice and everything
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was great I listened to it today and it was very good hearing not just you but actually almost like an infection you making them question the entire premise of their podcast oh, that's <laughs> it, not they, true uh,
0: I was hoping they would question the entire premise of their approach to photography <laughs> <laughs>
3: it, it was very much an audio existential crisis going on there it was great to hear
0: no I don't think that, no I it's very nice of you to say so but I want I wasn't trying to be nasty <laughs> 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 but it's uh it, you know it was great fun because uh, you know genuinely I know very little about classic lenses um and so I had some uh, uh and although I, I at times my my tongue was firmly planted in my cheek uh there were actually genuine questions because yeah there is a whole thing out there it's a whole sort of area of photography which I I know nothing about um, and, uh, you know, the guys have got a really good community they're building up. They're very engaged community all around this. And um, so, uh, yeah, um, apparently um, if you take a picture of Simon's family with a Fuji camera, they go orange.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's alarming. He should not take any more pictures of them with a Fuji no. camera then because that's, that's worrying. Uh, during we, the we, show, for... you asked for a lot of advice on what if you were going to buy a new Well, an old classic lens and kind of dip your toe in that arena what would they recommend and they they gave lots of information and lots of advice have you been moved to even consider any of their suggestions
0: so so the one thing that we settled on right so we go because in in 35 mil i shoot with nikon you can't really buy anybody else's lens because the Nikon F mount has the longest flange distance of, of any 35mm lens mount. So yeah, you just can't do it. Um, so very quickly in a conversation we settled in on a classic lens for my digital camera, my Fuji X-T1. And you know, at that point you've got lots and lots of options as long as you can get an adapter for the type of lens you're buying and uh i as as i talk about a lot i i, I often see uh, the world in a uh, a standard sort of 50 50 mm sort of uh angle of view or a 45 mm angle of view and so there we we started talking a lot about a 35 mm lens which on the Fuji would give me approximately that angle of view um and uh, the considered the considered wisdom of the team uh was that i might benefit from buying and forgive me everybody if i get this wrong <laughs> a canon 35 mm f2 Leica thread mount lens uh yeah. uh, uh because because that would be um it, it would be a lens where it you know although it'll be sharp in the middle um it, it it has some character around the edges apparently and we discussed what i would be using it for and and i we, we went with my my standard use case of i love to take environmental portraits and the, and the team suggested that uh that that would be a good lens for me to to consider so i um it comes in all sorts of variants there's a there's an f1.8 version which is about 800 quid there's a there's an f2 version which is about 400 quid and f2.8 which is about 200 quid so I, I don't know if they're all the same glass um I, i'm guessing not if the price differences are that much um so uh, i i have i have given it some thought um uh and uh i hadn't expected it to be quite so expensive to be honest um uh so it, it's not that i would it's not that i wouldn't buy a lens that that would that, that cost that much money um i have several that i've actually do i have that many that i've spent that much money on not maybe maybe a bit yeah maybe up to about 400 pounds but uh i i hadn't considered that a second hand lens might cost that amount of money so i've got a little bit of internal calibration uh to do um and um uh, you know and and uh, you know i've got to get past my my little you know tongue in cheek laughing at the moment uh, you know, first of, of like you know apparently um in, in a digital camera um in body image stabilization is absolutely essential um, when you go out with a telephoto <laughs> lens to shoot at night handheld <laughs> yes <sighs>
3: <laughs>
0: sorry Simon.
3: Simon, Simon Simon does seem to want uh, technology I, I, I'm waiting for Simon to go well look if this camera isn't just going to go out and take the pictures by itself then why would you even buy it because he does seem to want to try and remove as much involvement from the entire process as possible oh, I wouldn't say that, cost. do you know
0: what They're, these guys are exploring the yeah the 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 area of photography that they're really interested in and that's a cool thing right and there's a there's a big group of people that are uh, listening to their podcast and they're all getting involved with it and that is a good thing as well um it's uh it, it's, it's 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 you know what it is right I, I i i always try and um i i i'm always trying to pare down my stuff and i've got too much stuff i've got too many cameras too many this that and the other um, and so it's a bit of a a, a brain wrecking exercise for me to try and think about. Oh well, I'll go out and buy more stuff then. Um, uh, but you know, there there is uh, there, there 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 is an approach where you you could buy stuff, try it, and then sell it on. And and I think that's what Carl does. Um, I'm told. Um, and <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting way of looking at it. It's it's different from what I do usually, but yeah, it's interesting certainly.
3: That's very true. That's very true. Have you have you thought of any important news you need to share, Matthew, in the interim period? Sorry, uh, I'm away. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
4: That's the news. No, folks. I, I just, I just, I, I did listen to Aids' um, episode of the Classic Lenses podcast, number number thirty-four, um, and I agreed with uh, Johnny. He was, you know, you don't need stabilization and um, yeah, he's sorry, brain, brain, no work. No, 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 um, that's
0: fine. No, he, he did definitely have a very different view from, from Carl yeah, and Simon. Yeah, so that was, yeah. Yeah.
4: And, and what they were doing could easily be remedied by using a tripod, even though I absolutely hate tripods myself, but it just sounds like a tripod is what they need to use instead of relying on the camera to, keep the image from going blurry
2: what, why is it that you hate tripods um matthew
3: <laughs> i mean it's just a thing rachel
2: okay i was just i was just curious if there was a bad no, no, experience I, with the tripod at some point i don't know no, <laughs> it just,
4: doesn't, just doesn't shoot my doesn't uh suit my shooting style she you not. know like i'm yeah. very
2: it um, slows down too much. To, does it slows me down? Yeah.
4: Uh, they're heavy. They're,
2: mm-hmm.
4: you know, I like to keep it light as possible in case I need to run.
2: You want to be nimble, um, yeah?
4: Yeah. You know, if I start, someone starts chasing me, I've got to be able to, you know, get a bit of distance between me and them.
2: <laughs> is that likely? Does this happen often?
4: No, no. I've okay. never, I've
3: never had a bad experience but with street photography at always all. Always
2: be ready and prepared. So that's good.
3: Yeah. Be. Yeah. Hey, Rach. You know, if you, yeah. Uh, on the subject of um, blurry pictures, or slightly not. blurry pictures. No. Um. Can you talk about your your pinhole stuff that you've been oh, doing? Cause yeah. I know you didn't want to talk. You kind of you've been talking around it a bit. Can you talk about this in any more depth at this point about your plans?
2: No. Oh, <laughs> God, damn it. <laughs> But, well, what I can say was that um, uh, this week I did actually get around to processing my uh, paper and eggs from my um, uh, pinhole uh, camera and that although not all of them worked, I did get a few that I was really pleased with and one of them I posted on Instagram, which was of um, the waterfall that I found in, in Ireland, uh, the glennoe Um, in uh, Northern Ireland and I was really pleased with actually how that came out so that was that was very cool it was um, lovely always a lovely experience watching those paper negatives like appear in front of your eyes Uh, never gets old uh, for me so I was I was chuffed if I make a few adjustments to other other parts of this hopefully um, more of them will will actually turn out so uh, yeah i'm working on it i'm working on it <laughs> but i was really pleased to actually i did manage to get a couple of a couple of those shots i sent them over to you guys didn't i oh um i think possibly one of my favorite ones which i haven't shared um was the one of cows do you remember me sending that one over to you guys?
0: Uh, uh, yes. You, <laughs> you say they were cows. But they, they look more like they look more like scuffs on the film. I know. It was,
2: I was, they, they were so close when I was actually taking the photo. I was like, oh, my God, these cows, you know, they're, like, right next to me. <laughs> and, then, and then I took this, this photo. And then when I actually processed it, um, they're basically just two tiny little blobs in the middle, and it was very much a... Um, uh, what uh, what was it Uh, Father Ted moment you know those cows are small (laughs) or are they far away and uh, yeah so uh, I I look at that particular one and laugh just because of how ridiculous it is (laughs) as I think Graham put it captured them in their their bovine um, magnificence Uh, (laughs) (laughs) well Uh, so yeah so it it doesn't work for every subject matter but it it worked well for for waterfalls worked well for that so um, I I was pleased with how that one came out at least so trials and tribulations, and we we carry on learning and uh, and adjusting, right?
3: And did I see, Rach, that you got some stuff back on your Etsy store this week?
2: That's right, because I'm back, finally, from all the madness of uh, being uh, away and not being able to be on, on the show and all that kind of thing. So um, as I'm back, my uh, analogue adventure kits are now back in store. Um, I think I have a handful left um now so um so yeah i saw that there were quite a few people with them in their in their basket um as well so just make sure if if you were somebody who had put it in the basket and hadn't actually finished making the purchase uh, that there's still enough left <laughs> so uh, maybe go and have a quick look at that so yeah exciting stuff uh, i'll be sending some more of those out this week
3: cool. it's gonna be 2018's must-have christmas present Thank i feel you. sure of this it's-
2: just under one hundred days until Christmas. Would you believe? My God, I know, I know. <laughs> moving so, on,
3: moving.
2: <laughs> I'm going to try and get the analog adventures kit on some on some kind of photographic Christmas gift guide. That would be that would be great. So, yeah. if anybody has any suggestions suggestions as to how I might go about doing that, <laughs> please let me know. <laughs>
0: that, uh, uh, yeah, I'll give that some thought. Actually, I don't think I know anybody, but I'll give it some thought and see if we can. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah. That's, that that that's that's that would be really cool if you could get that done. That'd that would be, be really cool. That. Yeah, that would. Be I've um,
4: I've never had a go at um cyanotypes, but from hearing hearing about it on the podcast and seeing people's results on Flickr, it's actually something that I am considering giving a crack at some point. It looks like a lot of fun.
2: Excellent. And um, it, it's been something that I've been working on. Um, I've started my artist residency uh, this uh, this last week as well, so uh, that's been uh, great fun too. Uh, I've done the first two um, workshops with two different uh, two different groups. I've got another one coming up this week, and then two more the following week. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's been working on um, use using. Um, found objects from around site and also looking into the library archives themselves to work out um, what images or what sort of um, uh, textures or background or what have you might work for creating the final artwork. So, yeah, exciting stuff. I've already got from those two workshops um, quite a few pieces of participants' work that will be included in the final exhibition. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to what happens this week as well.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Cool. So not, and
2: you can so
4: you know you can one. use the ingredients to knock off any people you don't like <laughs>
0: there's,
2: there's also that possibility
0: hmm. uh, yeah. okay yeah. excellent Thanks right
2: positive spin on it matthew I uh, appreciate that <laughs> that, that could be a positive
0: thing <laughs> okay yeah. all right let's get let's move on to some listener email shall we um and and the first one is uh uh, from Alistair Dougal Who's who's actually emailed us before uh, From Australia But I'm going to ask Rachel to read this one, Just because of the oh. way that Alistair starts out his email
2: Okay Let's have a quick
0: Oh, no, you've gone, Rach <laughs> Okay, that's that's interesting So Rachel <laughs> has actually disappeared Right, okay Um <laughs> Well, <laughs> um, in 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 case she doesn't come back any time shortly, um, I I will I will read this extract from Alistair Zima. He says, "Hi, Rachel and underlings." <laughs> i think he's talking Ooh. about i think he's talking about you graham <laughs> <It's> like, uh. <laughs> um uh, uh yeah this is this is a uh, uh just just an extract from alistair's email it says so thanks thanks for what you guys do um you've built a community of fellow film photographer aficionados god that's difficult to say and novices which pivot around your podcast by presenting different guests who work at different ends of the spectrum of photography, you extend our understanding. So if I could suggest maybe some technical people around film processing or printing. Oh, me, Matthew, do you know any of those? Um, I can... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was listening, honest. <laughs> He's right. Alistair was just suggesting we could get some guests on with who knew something about film processing or printing. I just wondered if you knew anybody.
4: Oh, yeah, I know how to push buttons. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh he says, um, uh, he goes on to say, I can suggest the master photographic printer Chris Reed from Blanco Negro, um, blanco negro.com.au, um, as one possible candidate. um I haven't mentioned it to him, but the guy is awesome and interesting. Oh, well, we'll have to follow up on that, then. Alistair. <laughs> is that is that somebody whose work you know about at all, Matthew? No, just, no. Just, just no, asking because it says AU on the end of the web address. <laughs>
4: Sorry. I'm no. back. Kaden, <laughs> Hi.
2: What did I miss? I, I uh, was uh, half there and then much. you were going, oh, no, she's, she's gone. And I was like, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: it's like, so, I think it was your underling trying to sabotage you, Rach. I think that's what it was. <laughs>
0: yeah, yes. Just as we asked you to read out something that would have been absolutely flattering and complimentary to you. Your oh. internet connection vanished. Sorry. <laughs>
2: I'll just have to listen to it when it's broadcast
0: on Thursday, then won't I? But yes. Well, you can see it in the show notes as well. It's Alistair's okay. email, but there you go. So, um, thank you, very much, And then, and then a couple I'd like to pick up on uh, as well uh, this week on Super Eight. We took, because of course, having had Michael Russo on the show last week, uh, we did talk a chunk about uh, Super Eight filming. Um, something which he clearly is very, very passionate about uh, in a a really, really good way. So we've had a few emails in. Um, uh, I'd like to just give a quick shout-out to uh, Ronnie Brandon, who sent us some, uh, some links to some Super 8 that he shot In 2016 in New York, um, having uh, unearthed, if that's the correct term, uh, a a legacy family Super 8 camera uh, that that hadn't been used for 30 years or so, he said, but that worked perfectly well. Um, uh, Ronnie sent us a link to uh, some Super 8 films, um, uh, which I followed and and watched, and they're they're great. Um, Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, Great stuff. Not not publicly available, I'm afraid, to share, but uh, good stuff. And glad to know people are still shooting it. Um, hey, yes. Um,
2: did Did he um, mention about how he went about processing that or scanning that and getting that into a form that he could use and see in uh, the email?
0: Uh, yes, he did. Just let me quickly recap back on that uh, because he did. He did actually say, I think, how it was done. Because
2: uh, it's just interesting to know, like, where the films come from. You know, if if it's sort of new stock, obviously, that he's bought or whether it was old stock that happened to be with, with the camera, if you like, the legacy camera. Um, and I think just some listeners who are interested in this would also like to kind of know um, how to go about getting it processed once you've shot it as well.
0: Uh, yes, so I'm just looking through Ronnie's email right now, and and the answer Thanks. is um, that no, he didn't say any of that. But the okay. next, <laughs> but the next list, email does have something about that. So so we'll move Excellent. swiftly on. Okay.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I do not mean to sabotage anything. There.
0: <laughs> no, 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 it's good. This is this is no, it's all it's all good. It'll all it'll all fill in nicely together now. So this uh, this second email is from uh, Dave Walker, who says to, who's uh, written and says hi. Just listening to episode one one seven and had to shout up. So one one. 7 was the episode with Michael in it. He says, uh, Dave says, uh, I spent the most incredible day yesterday in Birmingham with Kevin from Gage Film and five other enthusiasts in a full day Super 8 workshop. How about that? Who knew that that was a thing in the UK at this point? Mm -hmm. That's not something that i had heard about. Uh, Dave says, it was was amazing. Yeah, amazing. We did some theory about the cameras and the film and colour reversal uh, processing then spend an hour shooting a cartridge before going back and processing our films drying them splicing them and projecting our short movies on the wall now that sounds like a good day out to me wow <laughs> um dave says he's very very complimentary uh about kevin uh from gage film and uh, he says kevin's just brilliant it's uh, really really exciting um and uh you yeah, know there's a link there that you can go and uh see um what's going on uh with, with that at gaugefilm.co.uk so um with a yeah, you know, so that again is something that we will we'll follow up as well i mean i i had no idea i don't know gray and rachel do you have any idea that you could do a super eight workshop in the uk here
2: Yep. yeah <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> okay of course all right of course all right yeah no
2: um i i hadn't actually come across um uh kevin himself but i i'm pretty sure i had come across gage film before and uh yeah thought equally as as dave has has been uh, saying there that's very very cool and uh yeah sounds like so much fun so uh fantastic stuff
3: it, it sounds like because I, I think i've mentioned before i've got a super 8 camera that i picked up from a car boot sale a while ago um that i've not used and it's a bit like when you hear people talking about trying out alternative processes you know for the first time and stuff like that that it might be a bit tricky that you want to do it with somebody else there and a super 8 um decor sounds fantastic you know i, I love to go and, and have a go and go through the process and just you know and, and try out and see and you know and maybe that would be enough for me to go oh that was fantastic oh, I'm not going to try that at home but um better than spending the money getting the film and then just ending up struggling along with it and probably never getting it developed that sounds mm-hmm. really good
2: yeah, that was actually why I asked about um, Ronnie. You know, with him having gone and shot this in in New York, and I was wondering how he'd gone about it. But you know, maybe he also went and did workshop beforehand. I'm not sure. Um, so it's uh, really great to hear about that from uh, from Dave. I'm really glad that he he had fun. Yeah, it sounds fabulous. We, we
0: haven't. Yeah, because we haven't we haven't talked much in the last two and a half years about actually to, you know shooting movie film. Um, mm-hmm. It's been it's been very much about stills photography. So it's it's interesting to to see and to hear from people who who, who are doing this stuff and maybe um, yeah maybe we should talk about it more who knows who knows right um and, and then you know in channeling you know this is the legacy of having michael on the show we have had a real letter graham i believe um she's something they they quite often get on the fpp isn't it Called an yeah. analog email. An analog <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Yes. Um, I was sent a letter, both a letter and a lovely print from a very good friend of the show, Neil Piper. Um, and the, the print is a lovely picture of, um, well, I'll, actually, I'll read the email because the email explains exactly what the picture is of. But it's a lovely print. Let me just say that. Um, This is Little Anchorage, a small cottage on the Isle of Mull, just off the coast of Scotland. It has been in my wife's side of the family for many years and in 2007 was the location of my first real family holiday with them. As such, the location holds very special meaning to me. In May 2017, I had the opportunity to return and I made the body of work 795 in and around the local area. This image was a test shot for the project when I was testing the idea that the developer used to process the film could be made with water taken from the local area or as close to the location as possible. I collected fresh water from a stream that passes by the house in a container that had been discarded in it and made a batch of rodinal to test the theory. Um, So uh, uh, only in Scotland could you get away with that. I think the swamp water around here would definitely not work. (laughs) This image is the result. Ilford FP4 through my Canon AE-1 processed with that stream-fed developer in a makeshift darkroom that I constructed in the house. This is my first proper attempt at traditional darkroom printing. I know it's nothing incredible, but I love it all the same. A fantastic job with Sony 16-week Sunny 16 each week, all three of you guys. Uh, I've started having a ramble myself in my own show, if you're interested, Uh, and that is the Soot and Whitewash podcast. I know that Neil is on his second episode now. Uh, I saw that going out. So do check out the Soot and Whitewash podcast. Um, Neil has been a guest in the past on the Lensless podcast. In fact, on the most recent Lensless podcast, uh, Neil was co-hosting with Andrew because Corey was, uh, I think, running away uh, rather than battening down the hatches from the horrendous weather that they've been having out was in Was it a North hurricane? Carolina. I was going to was say, I, I, yeah.
0: sent, I sent Corey a quick email the other day saying, know, yeah, stay safe, mate. But, um, yeah, if, if you're still out there, Corey, I hope you're doing okay.
3: Yes, well, I heard from Andre, who's also in North Carolina, of uh, course, yes. negative course, uh, yes. saying that not only the hurricane was followed by a tornado, which just seems like adding insult to injury, but um, uh, it seems that both of them are fine and well, and so that's good. Um, but yeah, so Neil's co-hosting on the, uh, this week's Lensless podcast. Um, but yeah, do check out Soot and Whitewash, his new podcast, which I will certainly be doing. I haven't done yet, but I will certainly be listening. Oh, yeah, to Yeah, I didn't.
0: I didn't know he was doing it. That, excellent. Excellent. Good work, Neil.
3: Yeah, and it's a lovely print as well for Neil's first darkroom print. Um. Uh, it's a just yeah it's a really lovely picture it's come out well really now. nicely yeah. yeah well done darkroom printing is a whole lot of fun um and something i'm hoping to get back into at some point when i build a shed or oh, have a shed <laughs> <in. Jed laughs> built it's a whole thing don't ask <laughs>
0: okay cool well
3: i tell yeah, you the, what i the think fr- that, the print looks so that's really next good next
2: week on Graham's uh, garden designs <laughs> isn't it <laughs> well a
0: gardener uh, should have a shed i think that def- definitely <laughs> especially for dark room printing as well so I think that that brings us actually to the end of the show notes for this week so uh, 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 yeah that's um, well is is there any other business Uh, Rach got anything any other business Rach Uh,
2: not at the moment I don't think I think I managed to cover it most of it in our chat so uh, it's been lovely to speak with you Matthew um, and put a a voice to the name and uh, yeah really really cool
4: thanks for having me guys oh well you're most welcome have you enjoyed yourself yeah it's been a lot of fun
0: heaps of fun cool and you've I've, got um... you've you're just at the very very start of your day so you've got to get up now and get get dressed and and go and do daytime things whereas we're all coming towards the end of our day so uh, yeah.
4: thank you i'm for... already <laughs> i'm already dressed i've oh, got my uh... shoes on
2: <laughs> <laughs> you I've got your shoes on you're out the door drop the mic bye <laughs>
4: yeah i would be like yeah uh, and,
2: and you've also done remarkably well uh, you're not swearing um yes. so i know that that's been something you've been keeping a, a check on so well done <laughs>
4: that's been that's been really fucking hard i tell you
0: <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh, I think we'll, let, we'll, let sort of we'll let that one slip we'll <laughs> let that one slip we'll let that one slip that's okay we uh it, it, we appreciate we appreciate the effort we really do
4: yeah
0: so i just uh, don't
4: uh, feel like i've been pick- i haven't been picked on enough I've- i'm feeling a bit oh
0: short, well actually funded. i was just going to ask graham if he had any other business but now you've got <laughs> graham do you have any other business
3: <laughs> uh i just want to i know we've spoken about it all but i just want to very quickly remind people to please nominate for the emulsive of good causes that's really important uh don't forget to vote and nominate for your um, rps 100 heroines and um if you're on Instagram hashtag yourself with the sunny 16 podcast and you might get featured all these cool things. And please do say thank you to Eric for doing a great job because it's not me. It's him being awesome. Uh, (laughs) So yeah. Uh, And uh, Matthew, I, I, I've I've tried to be as horrible to you as possible. I blame (laughs) the failing internet connection. Um, But you know, next time gadget, next time.
4: (laughs) Just not good enough. Honestly,
2: (laughs) we look forward to giving you the flicker keys soon.
4: I can't, I can't wait. (laughs) i can't
0: wait yeah that's going to be good i'm looking for looking forward to that but uh, of course you do also have all your own presences on the internet uh matthew and um yeah we always like to give our guests an opportunity to point the listeners in a direction of their own work so uh, mm-hmm. are you gonna, gonna ask people to look at your uh, your instax photos uh, or are you gonna <laughs> ask people to look at your new uh watercolor stuff uh where, where would you like people to go look at your work
4: oh look Photo photo Dude NZ is is having a break. Uh, He's just one of my many personas. Um, But, yeah, you can go to the website. uh, It's www.photo, with an F, F F-O-T-O-T-H-E-Q-U-E, phototech.com, or photo the Q, as it's been (laughs) referred to in the past a lot.
0: Um, Yeah, Instagram. I've been flicking through the website as we've been talking. Actually, I'm. I was really, uh, right now. I'm looking at the Urbex stuff, and uh, the oh. the some of that some of that colour you've got in there, and some of the Urbex stuff is is awesome. Yeah,
4: I I do enjoy uh, a bit of casual trespassing now and then.
0: Don't don't we all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And on that note, before we incriminate ourselves too much, uh, it's the end of the show. (laughs) We are the Sunny 16 podcast and you can get us, uh, well, you can get Eric on Instagram and uh, pretty soon you'll be able to get Matthew on Flickr, uh, Graham on Twitter, um, uh, occasionally Facebook uh, and uh, what one am I looking after at the moment? Oh, yeah, it's the email. You can email, you can email us. sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Not with complaints because we don't like those. <laughs> 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 well, at least
3: people can send complaints to me if they want. <laughs> 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 no, Aid's on email. Send all complaints via email straight to Aid. If you've got something nice to say, write a handwritten letter and post it to me. <laughs> That'd be yeah. fine.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, uh, uh, as ever, uh, it has been an honour and a privilege to talk to you all this week, uh, and we will have Rocha play us out. Uh, you can get their album "Promises I Should Have Kept" on Spotify, Amazon, or iTunes. Uh, thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>
4: When do I get to do a (laughs) shout-out?
3: When you've paid your money.
0: Uh, Go on. Go on. Is it somebody good? Is it somebody good? You can do a shout-out. Don't worry. Does it have to be good? Oh, okay. Um, Preferably, yeah. This is a high-quality show you're on.
4: (laughs) We're definitely high. Um, uh, My shout-out is to uh, a couple of uh, young guys who live in my area in Melbourne. Uh, they call themselves uh, decaffeinated photography. They have a uh, YouTube channel. Uh, mostly, it's mostly film. They also talk about digital a little bit, but they're a couple of guys in their early twenties, really into film. They they do film reviews, they do camera reviews, and yeah, they do little news segments on their on their YouTube. So yeah, they they are decaffeinated uh, photography. Uh, they're also on Twitter at Photog uh, decaf, decafphotog d e c a f p h o t o g um, yeah Alex and Josh a couple of cool dudes
0: <laughs> excellent thanks Granddad <laughs> no no we'll we'll add it. definitely we get get and, them in, get them in the show notes absolutely are you still recording yeah still recording? Yeah, yeah
4: yeah still recording you just Shout out to everyone on on Twitter and and Flickr. Hi, everyone.
0: <laughs> Did they talk back? I didn't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good stuff. Thank you. Well, I'm very very sorry we missed your shout outs before we closed the show. Well, you know, and the listeners get to hear them and pay attention now because this is added to the end of the show. So that's all good.
1: Makes you yeah, special.
4: Cool. Matthew. I'm very special. I've been told that my whole life.